Welcome in. It's Money Wisdom. I'm John Stillman. That's Joel Johnson. He's a certified financial planner and the CEO of Johnson Brunetti, the official wealth management partner of the Yukon Huskies. He's been published in Forbes and the Hartford Business Journal. He's been, or he is, the host of Better Money on WFSB Channel 3 on the Saturday and Sunday morning news with Kara Sundland, also on WCBV Channel 5 in Boston. He's written many, many books, including most famously The Money Map. Joel, always a pleasure. What's happening? Well, I'm excited about the show today. Uh, We've got email questions we're going to answer, a lot of great questions from our audience. We're going to talk a little bit about some of the things going on out there with what the markets are doing, which is very interesting lately. You know, uh, President Biden is, what, about eight weeks into his presidency now, and we're seeing some big changes, some of them good, some of them we'll have to see how it works out for our clients that are, for the most part, retired or getting close to retirement. So we'll dive into that more in future weeks when we really have time to get into maybe some of Biden's tax proposals and things like that. Uh, That's not the topic for today. However, though, I did want to get your take, Joel, just as we're seeing mask mandates go away in states like Texas and Mississippi, uh, you know, business closures and a lot of those states are going away. Uh, Actually, New York City entertainment venues are reopening in April with limited capacity. Is this a sign that we're going to see an economic boom? Is that how you think things are going to go? Well, I think, you know, we've seen a slow recovery in the economy. The unemployment rate, the latest numbers were about 6% or so, uh, which is pretty amazing because I believe we hit 17 or 18% back in uh, June of 2020. And so I don't know that we'll see this boom because boom would imply that we're way down at the bottom in the first place. And I think there has been a slow recovery. I think the opening up of businesses and, and surprisingly, we've seen Connecticut open up. You know, people are criticizing Texas, but Connecticut and Texas kind of opened up at the same time. So, um, um, I think that's really, really good news. Now, obviously, there's still some rules, social distancing, and most private businesses will ask people to wear masks. But it's just, I, th- I think it's great news. I mean, these poor restaurant owners and hotel owners and so on, they have been really struggling. And so I'm looking forward to a really, really good 2021. Now, that doesn't mean the market's going to go well. Remember, the markets can decouple from the economy. But I just think that things are going to get much better this year. Um, you know, springtime is coming. People are going to take those trips that they didn't take last year. So I'm excited about 2021. Well, as you mentioned, we'll dive into some email questions in the mailbag later on in the show. First thing, Joel, I wanted to talk with you today, though, is uh, a sen- having a sense of urgency. You know, a lot of people, I would probably say most people, when it comes to their financial planning, tend to procrastinate, you know, getting organized, asking, sitting down with somebody and asking the questions they need to ask. But let's talk about some scenarios that you might encounter in life that force you to have a sense of urgency when it comes to your financial planning. And what are the kinds of things that you need to think through when you're faced with such a situation? The first one would be the loss of a job. For a lot of people, this is the impetus to really start doing some financial plans. Yeah, and we want to do our financial planning, obviously, before that point. You always want to have in a financial plan, you want to have those things that those questions of what is the worst that can happen here? Where's the constraint in my financial future? Those types of questions you should have asked when you built the financial plan. But the loss of a job, and certainly that's happened to a lot of people over the last year or so, even longer than that, 
And we've had a lot of companies offering early retirement packages. So when that happens, it's not a panic situation, but we need to move quickly and make sure a plan is in place. Procrastination is the enemy. In fact, when we see people not knowing what to do when they either get an early retirement or lose their job completely, get a, get a layoff or the company shuts down, the longer the, they wait, the more trouble they get into. And it's very subtle, but you lose all your momentum. You need to pick up the pace as soon as you get that news and make sure your ducks are in a row, you've got contingency plans, because your options will never be greater while you're out of work than the day you became unemployed. That sounds like a good quote. Say that again. Your options will never be greater than the day you became unemployed, meaning the longer you wait, the less options you have. Makes an awful lot of sense. We should we should put that on a T-shirt with a little Johnson Brunetti logo. I'm sure those would sell rapidly. Uh, so the loss of a job, usually the impetus for doing some financial planning. Now, this might be a situation where you haven't lost the job, but maybe you're being given the option to walk away from the job. You get that early retirement buyout offer. Again, it would be better if, as you said, we've already done the planning in advance of that. But so many people haven't done that planning. They get that letter and you've got 30 days or 45 days or 60 days to decide, do I want to take this early retirement offer or not? Yes. And we've known many people that have been had that offer put in front of them. And it's stressful. It's very stressful because they're given this deadline. And the idea is, okay, you can take an early retirement offer by this deadline. But if you let the deadline pass and you let get let go, then you have nothing. And so there's this feeling of, well, I don't really want to leave, but if I don't leave and they lay me off anyway, I lose these extra benefits, this extra, you know, six months of severance or whatever it is. And it's just a terrible um, position to be in. And so, again, planning ahead, if you have an inkling that your company is going to be doing that or if they've done rounds of that in the past, let's get together and run the numbers and say, well, if this happened, here's what life would look like from a financial standpoint. Try to get out in front of it. You have more control if you get out in front of these things than if you have to react. Well, I think that's true. And a lot of things in life, you want to be uh, proactive instead of reactive. And that's especially true in this situation. How about, Joel, for some people, it's just you know, retirement has been way off in the distance. It seems like something that's happening years and years down the road. And then suddenly you realize, wait, you know what? I'm retiring in a year or 18 months or maybe a couple of years. And that rapidly approaching retirement date is the thing that gives people a sense of urgency. What are the things they need to think about when you say, okay, well, I'm retiring in a year. Where do I start? Well, your investment philosophy should have changed a few years back. So there's sort of this zone, we call it this financial red zone, about five years before you retire. Your investment philosophy should shift because think about it, retirement is a fundamental shift in your life, right? It should also represent a fundamental shift in your investment philosophy where now you are investing for preservation of principle and reasonable rate of return. You're not going for, I'll take all the growth I can get. I don't care if the market goes up and down because I'm adding money to my 401k all the time. And so the volatility sort of helps me out when I'm aggressively saving money. No, those days are over. If you're within a year of retirement, you need to reassess your portfolio and chances are you're taking too much risk if you're still in growth mode and you've got to watch out. You've got to be careful. We know that about every seven years, there's a big market downturn, sometimes a little bit longer than seven years, sometimes a little bit shorter. And you don't want to get caught in that just before 
you retire or even a year or two into retirement. So that's the most urgent thing, I think, is being cautious about what you're doing in your investments. Now, I don't mean hide the money under a pillow. I don't mean go out and buy, you know, 100% bonds. That's not what I'm talking about. What I'm talking about is investing the money and making sure you understand that the job the money is supposed to do, which is give you an income for life. And if that is the job the money is supposed to do, then you need to smooth out the performance in that portfolio. Other things, if you're going to retire in a year, health insurance, are you 65? If you're not 65, we're going to have to do something to help you with health insurance because you need some health insurance. Now, the good news is you can buy through the exchange, um, but that might not be the best option. Um, is your will in place? Do you have a trust? Should you have a trust? And those type of things are all important, but I would say the investment piece is the most urgent, and the investment piece has got to follow that financial plan. You've got to put together the financial plan, plug in the date you're going to retire, and then make the investments serve the financial plan. The way you have the investments set up should come second. Those are the tools to help you build the future, and let's make sure you're not going to run out of money. You're listening to Joel Johnson's Money Wisdom. Joel is a certified financial planner and the CEO of Johnson Brunetti. We're talking about having a sense of urgency when it comes to your financial plans. And from where we sit, it would be great if everybody always had a sense of urgency about their financial planning and was proactive about it. But we know that's not realistic. So we're talking about the things you need to be thinking about. If you find yourself in a situation where suddenly you have a sense of urgency, Joel, what about for people where, you know, the career is going great? And suddenly they get diagnosed with some kind of illness that changes the career trajectory. What kinds of things do we need to think about there? Well, at that point, then we need to sit back and say, well, we don't know how quickly this is going to progress. But we've got to, again, the theme here in this segment of the program is we've got to make sure we explore our options and make decisions as quickly as we need to. Because, again, many times, the longer you wait to make a decision, the bigger decision you have to make, the bigger change you have to make, or maybe your options run out. I mean, I used to hear this this um, illustration all the time. We hear it a lot in business, actually, where, you know, if a plane leaves Los Angeles flying towards New York City and it's a little off course at the beginning, it's easy to make that correction. It's a small correction an hour into the flight. If you get most of the way across the country and you're off course, then it becomes a big correction. And it's the same thing with financial planning. If we're off course, we want to correct that as early as possible. So in a case of an illness, obviously, we want to reassess your health insurance. What's it going to pay for? Are you going to be able to keep the health insurance? You know, if you're forced to leave your job because of a disability, you may not be able to keep that health insurance. You probably won't be able to. Then what are your options? And how do you protect the people that aren't sick in your life? If you have a partner, if you have children that are still young at home, how do you make sure that they don't become financially destitute? Is there a way to do that? You know, is there hope on the horizon that you don't have to have a very, very negative effect on their lives other than obviously you're sick and that's a sad situation, but how can we minimize the financial aspect? So once again, as early as possible, all these scenarios, as early as possible, get in front of a certified financial planner and explore your options. All right, last thing we'll mention here on this topic, Joel, and this is fast-forwarding usually to a different stage of life than what we've been talking about, but the death of a spouse. For a lot of people, that's the thing that creates the sense of urgency where they say, oh, wow, I, I really need to get things figured out now. That's correct, and if you think about the death of a spouse, there are so many different things that come into play finances sometimes feeling like the least important. I mean, here, you know, some of our clients, they've been married for 50 years, you know, 
30, 40, 50 years, now all of a sudden the spouse is gone and a lot of things are going to change from an emotional standpoint, from a, you know, questions like, where should I live? Do I want to stay in this house? There are good memories, but now this is a bad memory type of a situation. All those things are happening. The last thing that many people want to worry about is their money. They don't want to worry about their money. They want to get used to this new life without their partner. From a financial standpoint, you know, your taxes go up and your income goes down. Why do I say that? Well, because a single person filing taxes is in higher tax brackets, meaning you have to pay higher rates on the same amount of income as married filing jointly. Well, you can't marry file jointly if you're not married, if that spouse has passed on. So you're going to go into a higher effective tax rate, but income is typically going to drop because if you're both collecting Social Security, the smaller check goes away. So you've got a scenario where income drops, taxes go up, and you really need to make sure that you have a plan to replace that income. And it's also a good time to reassess you know, estate planning needs and so on. But typically there needs to be a three to six month cooling off period before there are major changes other than just making sure that you replace income if you need it. So Joel, no matter where somebody is on the spectrum, uh, no time like the present to get a little hop in your step, get a little sense of urgency. Maybe none of these situations that we've just described have happened to you. And this is your chance to get ahead of the curve and be a little proactive. Or maybe you're saying, you know what, what you just described, I'm in that boat. I need to get these things figured out. What should those folks do? Really, as an individual that's either going to go through changes in the future or is going through changes right now, you need to eliminate the fear out of your future. You need to create a situation where you have confidence in what lies in the future, not this fear, not this uncertainty. Every situation we've been talking about, it can generate some anxiety, some uncertainty, and it reduces your confidence. So that's why we offer you to come in and, and go through this money map process. You'll get a map of the future. It'll show you what is your future looking like based on what you're doing right now and could you improve that? And it's so important. The income projection part of the money map is maybe the most valuable where you actually get to see with a plan, is your money going to last as long as you do? And what rate of return do you need on your money to last as long as you do? That's what will give you the confidence in what lies ahead no matter what changes because we all know those changes are going to come, right? No matter what changes we get hit with, you've got that confidence in the future, and you can focus on your life, not your money. So make a phone call. Call us now. Set up a time to get your Money Map Retirement Review. You will not regret this visit. Whether you become a client or not, that's okay. But make sure you get a copy of your customized Money Map, one of my many books that I've written to address certain situations in life. But you'll be glad you came in to get the Money Map. It's real easy. There's no obligation. We don't send you a bill. Just pick up the phone, call one 800 705-1232. Again, 1-800-705-1232. You can also text to that number, your first and last name. We'll get back to you and we'll set up a time for you to get your customized money map. Again, 800-705-1232 is the number to call. That's 800-705-1232. You can also text that number if it's easier for you. We'll connect with you that way. Just include your first and last name if you're texting. And remember, when you come in for your visit, You'll get a copy of one of Joel's books. Maybe you want the money map. Maybe there's something else in his arsenal that's a better fit for you, like forced to retire, if that's the boat that you're in right now. Either way, you'll benefit by those resources. And the number to call is 800-705-1232. 800-705-1232. You're listening to Joel Johnson's Money Wisdom. Joel is a certified financial planner. He's also the CEO of Johnson Brunetti. 
the official wealth management partner of the Yukon Huskies. And Joel, let's open up the mailbag. Several good questions for you today. Uh, This one comes to us from Brian, who says, I was thinking about a retirement issue that puzzled me. How to balance 401k RMDs against suggested practices of only withdrawing 4% each year. Basically, what we're talking about here is your your RMDs might be more than the 4% that a lot of people say is the safe withdrawal route. So how do you handle that situation? How do you balance those two things? And good question. I was just sitting this last week with Matt Pastor, one of our financial planners in our office, and we had the same situation. We looked at a situation where a gentleman's income, because of his RMDs, were going to be more than he needed. And in that case, what we did was we're just redirecting that money that he doesn't need, which is 100% of it because he's fine with his other income. I think the the year that we looked at, he had to take out $17,000 out of his account that he doesn't need. He's going to have to pay some tax on that. But then we're just redirecting that to an account that we're also managing that's an after-tax account at, at Fidelity. We custody money at Fidelity. We're managing his portfolio. We're choosing the right stocks and bonds and funds, ETFs to use to meet his goals. And we will just add that money that he doesn't need to that account. Yes, we have to pay some taxes on the RMD today, but when that money passes on, his kids will get a step up on cost basis. So they'll basically inherit the money tax-free from an income standpoint. And so that makes a lot of sense. Now, other situations we've had where somebody doesn't need their required minimum distribution, they can gift it. They can gift it this year. Um, You can give $15,000 a year to each person. And so if I have four kids, I can gift $15,000 a year to each of them. So if I'm taking out an RMD and I don't need it, I can give that money to my children if I'm absolutely positive that I'll never need it. So number of different options. Some wealthy families use the money to buy life insurance so they can leverage up their estate on a tax-free basis. It really depends on your situation. But if you don't need the money, you don't have to spend it. You can reinvest it. So I'm interested about this hypothetical that you just gave because you just said, if I have four kids, well, guess what? You do have four kids. So hopefully they're not listening to this show. Are they going to be expecting a $15,000 gift every year from you? Oh, they're going to be waiting a long time. I'm, I'm 58. And so they, they need, they're young. They need to be working and earning their own money right now. Well, the good news is they're all doing a good job of that. So, yes. Uh, all right. Uh, let's take another question here. This is going to come from Steven. Steven says, I have the option to buy company stock at a discount inside of my 401k. Is this worth looking into? Uh, yeah, it is worth looking into. You don't want to bet the farm on your company. Remember, you know, people thought GE was the greatest company in the world, and it was for a little while. And then um, what happened? That stock plummeted, and they've been liquidating the company ever since. I'm going back to, of course, the year 2000. And so, you know, here we are 20 years later, and GE is not the company. And if you would have bet your retirement on company stock, you're in deep trouble right now. So, but it makes sense to have some company stock. Um, one of my coworkers here in the office, both of her kids work for tech companies. They get company stock and, you know, it's doing really, really, really well. But they're also contributing to the basic part of their 401k where they choose the funds and so on. So, you know, I'm kind of a fan of aligning yourself with the company you work for if they're allowing you to buy company stock at a discount. It does depend on the company, but you know, if you're just going to do that with a little bit of money or maybe it's extra money, make sure you're contributing to your 401k and you don't have your retirement future totally linked to your company. But I am not opposed at all for somebody to buying company stock. 
Very good. All right. This question is from Kathleen, who says, what's your opinion of robo-advisors and their effectiveness? It's funny, Joel. I think we heard a lot a few years ago about robo-advisors when they were sort of newly a thing. And I don't know that I've heard that much about them in the last year or two, though clearly that technology seems like it would have to have improved. What's your stance on that? Well, first of all, we need to understand this is not new. Okay, for many, many years, you've been able to go into your 401k, set up an asset allocation, and have it automatically rebalance every quarter. Also, you can buy a target date fund, and that fund is acting supposedly like a robo-advisor. I don't say supposedly it's acting like that. It's acting like a robo-advisor supposedly is, which means the mutual fund company is adjusting that target date fund because usually there's 12 or 15 mutual funds within that one fund. They're adjusting that as you get older. And so this robo-idea, they, they make it like it's a big deal. You know, oh, some Silicon Valley teenager created this robo-advisor, and they're going to solve all your financial needs. Some of it's just marketing. Um, now, a robo-advisor can maybe, based on the questions you ask, put you in a certain model and so on. But most people, at least people we have as clients, want to talk to a human because it's human behavior that causes problems in investing. You know, if all we had to do was choose the right investments, that's not as hard. It's the behavior of the person, the fear, the fear of missing out, the fear of losing money before retirement, making the wrong decision. That's what a good financial advisor gets paid for. And so, you know, if you're going to tell me that you're going to go online and trust your money to a hipster who has no money, writing code, you know, probably doesn't even own the house they live in, um, and you're going to trust your money to that person and the future of your money to that person, I think you're missing the point that good financial planning takes into account somebody's goals, somebody's behavior, somebody's money personality, problems that are going to happen within a family, a special needs child, maybe a child with some addiction, maybe a grandchild with special needs. I don't think that 25-year-old that wrote that computer code you know, out in Silicon Valley is going to know how to help you deal with those issues. Makes an awful lot of sense, the human behavior side of things. That's another great quote. We're really cranking out the T-shirts today. Human behavior is what causes the problem, not the picking of the investments. I didn't say it as eloquently as you did, but you get the point. Uh, Last question today is from Dolores, who says, My neighbor retired two years ago and has decided that he needs to go back to work because money is too tight. I just retired last month, and I think we're fine. But now I'm a little worried the same thing might happen to me. How can I make sure I don't have to go back to work? Well, just sit down with a financial planner and put together a financial plan. This is what we talk about on this program. Dolores, you need to make sure that based on the income you want in the future, that you're going to be okay. You know, it's one thing if you have to go back to work. It's another thing if you want to go to work, right? Big difference there. Because if somebody's saying, well, I have to go back to work, it sort of connotates that they really don't want to. So let's make sure, Dolores, that your situation is such that you don't have to go back to work. But again, this is one of those things where the earlier you catch it, the earlier you do the planning, then if you do have to make adjustments, they're little adjustments. If you wait long and you find out you have to go back to work, then a lot of times you're behind the eight ball, you've spent too much money, or your investments have gone awry, and now you're in trouble. So get a financial plan. Sit down with a financial planner that you trust. It can be us. It could be somebody else. We're here to help. But, you know, you might have somebody that you have in mind also. Make sure they're a certified financial planner, but put together that retirement income plan that'll tell you, based on your guaranteed sources of income, 
like Social Security and pension, based on your investments and how much income you can take off those investments, given a good investment plan, will my money last for the rest of my life? And it sounds like your neighbor either didn't do that or maybe he doesn't have the right financial advisor that can tell him, hey, you're going to be okay. And if you're shooting in the dark, sometimes people are in much better shape than they think they are. So real important to Loris that you get out in front of it. And that's why we offer that Money Map Retirement Review. Well, one more time, if you'd like to come in for the Money Map Retirement Review, Joe will give us the uh, 15-second summary of what happens there. Real simple. We sit down with you, have a cup of coffee. Uh, We can do this by Zoom, by the way, if you're still not comfortable doing face-to-face appointments. We want to assess your situation. We want to hear about you, your goals, your dreams. And what do you want to live the rest of your, what, what are the things that you want to do for the rest of your life? And then we put together a plan that says, yes, you can do that. Or wait a minute, we've got to make some adjustments. Absolutely free. You'll love the money map. It's one page, put your whole financial life on one page. And whether you become a client or not, we will help you. So give us a call. Come on in. 1-800-705-1232. Once again, that's 800-705-1232. 800-705-1232. No cost or obligation to come in for your own Money Map Retirement Review. Call now while it's on your mind. It's so easy to put it off, but just go ahead and make the call right now. You don't have to have your calendar in front of you at the moment. We'll deal with that later. Right now, you just need to say, yeah, I'd like to come in, and then we'll connect with you later and work out the details. 800-705-1232 is the number to call. 800-705-1232 for Joel Johnson and everybody at Johnson Brunetti. I'm John Stillman. Thanks so much for listening to Joel Johnson's Money Wisdom. Have a great week. Money Wisdom is sponsored by Johnson Brunetti. Investment advisory services offered through JB Capital LLC, a registered investment advisor. Insurance products offered through JN Financial LLC. Johnson Brunetti is a paid sponsor of the Yukon Huskies athletic program. Better Money is sponsored by Johnson Brunetti.